This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 29, Sustainable Fashion. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Miss Unstoppable. Welcome back to the show. Hopefully you've listened to other episodes than just this one. But this episode, I will tell you, is a very important one. So I'm glad you're listening today. Today, we're not talking about mindset, but instead we're going to talk about fashion, specifically sustainable fashion. And this is a topic we all need to be learning more about. You may already be a pro, but maybe today's episode will teach us something a little more. But if you don't even know what sustainable fashion is or you haven't heard terms like fast fashion, today's episode is definitely for you. And even if you've heard those terms, like I know I have, you may not be a pro yet on understanding what that means. I'm a pretty newbie too. So today's episode is especially for you because you're going to learn so much about sustainable fashion and the consequences of fast fashion and why we need to be buying our clothes in a way where we're thinking about where they came from, not just from a humanity perspective of how they're made with the people that are making them and how they're treated, but in regards to our environment as well. Today, I have two very special guests on the podcast. They are the two sole employees of an amazing company called Excel Lifestyle. I recently discovered them by just happening to stumble upon an article in which one of them wrote about sustainable fashion, and I was hooked, and I knew I wanted to have them on the show. So our first guest today is Megan Eddings, and she is the founder and CEO of Excel Lifestyle. And she is actually a chemist. She has a chemistry background, and she's going to talk about how she's used that chemistry background to develop these clothes at Excel Lifestyle. I won't give it away as to what she's discovered with our clothes, but she is a powerhouse that has so much great information on this interview as she talks about how our clothing isn't as clean as we think it is, or at least from my perspective, I had no idea how dirty our clothing is. And then I also have today Amanda Kotler. Hopefully I'm saying that right, Amanda, but she is the director of operations at Excel Lifestyle. And she's actually the one that wrote the article that I found. And she has so much great information and great tips in this interview to help you start to understand how your clothing now may not be as clean as you would want it to be. So between the two of them on this interview, you're going to learn so much. 
that I don't really need anything else to say here. I hope you enjoy the interview and I hope you start to think about your fashion in a whole new way because of this discussion. So without further ado, here is my interview with Amanda and Megan. Hi, Megan and Amanda. I am so thrilled to have both of you on the show today. I just did an introduction to all the listeners out there about y'all, but I would love to hear from your mouse about this company, Excel Lifestyle. Why did you start it and why did you want to make it with clothing that was sustainable and wasn't produced in a sweatshop-free environment? Lindsay, thank you so much for having Amanda and I on today. We're super honored and excited and uh, absolutely love and feel very passionate about the topic. Um, Excel Lifestyle was actually an idea about three and a half years ago. My husband, Kyle, and I are super into fitness and his clothes smelled horribly, um, specifically his dry fit polyester shirts. And so chemistry is my background. So I just kind of started dabbling into, oh, if I were to create a fabric that didn't stink, what would it look like? And back then, I didn't think that I'd become an entrepreneur. I didn't know anything about sustainable fashion. I'd heard about sweatshops, but you know, it's not in part of mainstream media, or at least it wasn't three and a half years ago. Uh, so it wasn't on my mind. However, when I started Googling, you know, just other fitness apparel brands, I couldn't help but notice these articles that would come up about a lot of our clothes being made in sweatshops, um, the microplastics. So a lot of fitness apparel that's made out of polyester and nylon that we all basically where the microplastics break off. And so when I saw like just the, uh, I guess the, um, the effect on the environment and sweatshops, on, you know, the effect on humanity, I vowed to have every aspect of Excel lifestyle um, do the right thing for both humanity and the environment. Wow. And you know, when I was prepping yet again for this interview, I didn't even think about the environment aspect of fast fashion. And so y'all have opened my eyes to a whole new world with that. And, and two, reading about bacteria that stays on our clothing. So kind of give us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, so when I first, so basically chemistry is my background and I used to work in some science labs. And so I knew a little bit about bacteria, but definitely not as much as I know now. And when developing the fabric, the first thing, like anything that you do that's new, you have to figure out the why. So I did a bunch of research and called a bunch of yarn and fabric scientists, um, actually over in North Carolina, to understand where the smell comes from. And the reason our clothes actually smell like stinky workout clothes, stinky socks, is because the bacteria that we have um, actually gets trapped in the fabric. And when you're washing your clothes, specifically your workout clothes, you think you're getting it clean because you're add, you know, adding the lavender soap and everything, but you're really not. You're actually just... Um, adding a lavender scent, but the bacteria is still staying in your fabric. So like, for example, you'll shower, you'll wear deodorant, you'll put on an old shirt and you're like, oh my gosh, why do the underarms smell? I showered. It's because the bacteria is still trapped in the fabric. So the oh. fabric that we invented, it basically inhibits all bacteria from getting in the fabric uh, in the first place. Wow. So in essence, we're just masking <laughs> the bacteria. Exactly. That's disgusting. It's gross. It's gross. If people ever looked like in a microscope of what your clothes look like, you probably just want to walk around naked or Excel or wearing Excel lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. So how did you develop this, Megan? Um, a lot of trial and error. Um, I didn't know. I knew I, knew I wanted it to be soft because I like the, you know, we all like luxurious things against our skin. And my husband and I, you know, had and still have enough fitness clothes probably to start our own store. 
So it was just a lot of cold calling. And I was super, super nervous in the beginning because I would find these fabric and yarn scientists information on LinkedIn, on Google, and I would literally just cold call them. I'd pick up the phone and say, hi, my name is Megan Eddings. I'm looking at developing an anti-stink, anti-bacteria fabric. And then I would kind of, you know, ask for their advice and guidance. And I felt like a total idiot if I'm being super honest, because they would say all these fabric words and, you know, back words I didn't know, but you know, the old expression, fake it till you make it. So I would write down every word they would say, I'd get off the phone, I'd research what the words meant. And then for my next cold call, I definitely kind of talk the talk more. So did that for about three years, um, had the fabric tested in the same lab, uh, MicroStar, that the government uses for antibacteria fabric. And it took a while to, to get it to my antibacteria um, results that I was desiring. And eventually we did. And we filed for our patent in May of, let me see, what year are we in? May of two, uh, 2018. Wow. I'm in awe of that. That, that is just like showing up, getting it done. Like making it happen. There were a lot of tears and sleepless nights and swear words and extra workouts during that whole process. I'm making it sound glamorous and easy in like three minutes, but it was a heck of a lot of work. You just, I just kept, you know, listening to podcasts like yours and reading blogs and books just to kind of keep that motivation and inspiration going. I'm always like, if they can do it, why can't I? Yeah. So when did Amanda come on board? And Amanda, what do you do for the company? Great question. So. I officially joined the team almost two years ago. So I studied business at the College of Charleston, South Carolina. And when I came back, I knew I wanted to end up in Houston. And of course, Houston is the hub for oil and gas. So it was always my dream to get into investor relations. So at the time, I was working for an oil and gas company doing investor relations. I thought that this is what I saw myself doing, work my way up the corporate ladder, and that was my future. And somewhere along the way, I met Megan, and I knew she was working on this really cool, sustainable fabric, and I was just totally in awe of what she was doing and creating in Houston and the community that was backed behind it. So just about two years ago, Megan approached me, and she's like, hey, you know, do you want to do this full time? And I had so much fun. We were already just side hustling together, and I knew that the corporate life wasn't for me and it was time to switch it up. So I took the side hustle to the full time and officially joined the team almost two years ago. And it's been absolutely amazing. So as of right now, my title is director of operations, but since it's a team of two, we literally do everything and operate it as a team of 20. So we're insanely efficient, have fun and get it all done. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you, man. A team of two. How fun. How much fun that you're having together. And it's so funny too, because this year for the holiday party, most companies are used to having a big party. (laughs) Ours was get our nails done, Chipotle, face masks, and Netflix. So that's perfect. (laughs) Best holiday party ever. (laughs) That's what we've been told. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about sustainable fashion. So what does that really mean to the both of you? So as you know, today, professional women, they are savvy and they pay attention to what they're buying. They look at the garments, but what we don't really put into consideration is the environmental impacts of it. So all of the wildfires we're seeing in the news or the global warming, it is a huge deal and we are doing our best to mitigate this. 
in like sustainable fashion, like Amanda was just touching on, I mean, it's more than just the clothes we put on our back. It's also, it's sustainable, meaning it's best for humanity and the environment. And so, you know, with fashion being the number two worst polluter for the environment, I mean, I'm not a global scientist, but I would venture to say, and Amanda and I, you know, totally agree on this, that the fast fashion industry in some way is absolutely contributing to these epidemics that are happening around the world. It, it just makes common sense. We, yeah. we th- <laughs> I mean, the mass production of clothing, it seems like, like I, I mentioned to y'all earlier before we got on this recording of, I go on my Instagram stories and I just follow a couple, you know, quote unquote influencers. And it's just ongoing Buy this. It's only 20 bucks Buy this. It's only 30 bucks, but it's so cute. And I, I just see them then selling out these products mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can only imagine how many people are buying into this and the cost on our environment and on humanity for this. Do y'all agree? 110%. And the term, the fast fashion term, it's where clothes are made cheaply to meet the demands for the hot new styles coming in. But the risk is they're putting the planet. Yeah. And I read in your article, Amanda, that it takes 200 years for some of this to decompose. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, again, I don't even think about those things. The only thing that's been on my mind is just the sweatshop environment. So can y'all kind of tell me a little bit more? Because all I know is that there are people overseas that are making these clothes most times in this environment where they're treated like crap and they're not getting paid well, but that's all I know. So kind of inform us all, what is this environment really like? It's, it's absolutely horrible. And, you know, it, basically kind of what you said about the influencers too. Like we used to do the same thing, like back before we knew any of this, um, it's all about education. I mean, I would see a, you know, $5 shirt at, you know, one of these stores and I, oh my gosh, it's so cute. But then when I started researching the people that are being affected, I mean, there's child labor, um, a huge problem, which is totally not in mainstream media, but is that the amount of chemicals that are used. So of course we have all these regulations here in the United States. But these third, you know, in terms of water and testing the water and making sure that it's safe, you know, to drink and to be in our system, et cetera. But in these third world countries, they're using the cheapest possible chemical and dyeing process and softening process to make the fabric and make the clothes. Well, where do those chemicals go? They're not disposing of them in an environmentally friendly way. They're actually getting into the soil, into the water system. And a lot of these, well, all the people that live in these, unfortunately, really, you know, um, poverty-stricken areas are then drinking the water, cooking their food in the water, um, mothers, children, and there is an extremely high rate of, let's say, children that are actually being born with uh, serious diseases because of the polluted water, because of the fast fashion industry. And that's just, that's just naming one part of it, just the chemical implications of us buying cheap clothes and feeling cute wearing them. Ugh, it makes me sick. It does. It does. Ugh, and we don't know these things, right? We're just starting to wake up to this. Why is it that it's been such like this deep, dark secret? I would say, if, I mean, if I, if, I mean, we talk about it, man, and I probably just a big, deep, dark secret because it's all about business and making a quick buck. Um, you know, we all, we live in a world today where you want instant gratification. And if something makes you feel good, for that time being, you'll buy it if it's cheap. So it's kind of like, um, almost like clean beauty, Amanda. Amanda and I talk about clean beauty. It reminds us of clean beauty because before we would use all this makeup 
um, you know, full of chemicals. No one talked about it. We just put it on our face, made us look good. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, there was this insurgence of these companies creating these products that are now super, super, super mainstream and they're chemical free. So that's the clean beauty initiative. And we believe that now we're in the beginning of the clean fashion initiative. Um, where people are being more mindful about where their clothes come from, how they're made, etc. Yeah. Well, thank y'all for spreading the message on that. My goodness. It takes a village, girl. It takes a village. Yeah, for sure. So, okay, this is what I'm gathering so far. This is why we buy sustainable fashion because we don't want a sweatshop environment because it's just bad in general for humanity, but also the chemical implication of that for humanity as well. Am I following that? You are, yeah. Yeah. And then in regards to just the decomposing, it takes a long time for that stuff to decompose. And it also holds on to bacteria that we didn't even realize that we're just masking the smell with our detergents and such. What am I missing there? What are, what are the other pieces of this fast fashion and how it's impacting us? I guess the only other really big part is the landfill epidemic. And you touched on it in terms of like bacteria. It kind of all comes together. So if people, if people's clothes are bacteria free and they're going to be just more, I guess, uh, inclined to hold on to them and not throw them away. We live in a culture now where up oh, my gym clothes start to smell up oh, my gym socks start to smell and you throw them away. And there's about 150 billion items of clothing delivered out of factories annually. And Americans throw away about 14 million tons of garments each year. So if your clothes don't stink, you're going to hold on to them and you're not going to contribute to this landfill epidemic. And what a lot of people don't know, and I didn't know until I started researching, is a large ton, pun intended, of the clothes that we donate. So we think we're doing the right thing by donating clothes. A large percentage of those clothes don't even show up on the racks of, let's say, a Goodwill. They're actually shipped to a landfill in third world countries. So you think you're doing the right thing and the government supports you by giving you a tax refund, but that clothing isn't actually being sold uh, you know, to other people. It's a big racket. <laughs> wow. So why are they sending them to other countries? We don't have enough room for them here. Because so, there's just so much. Wow. That's incredible. Woo, man. So, okay. <clears throat> so on that note, if... Somebody is talking to me and they're saying, yeah, well, I understand that that has the, these detriments of buying fast fashion and why I need to buy sustainable fashion, but the cost difference is just so big and I'm on a tight budget. What would you say to that person? I would say invest in clothes that last longer. So a lot of companies, the process essentially to make the garment is, you know, it's dying. There's cotton weavers. There are so many different factories involved that it's important to invest into a factory that is making your clothes correctly and paying their employees fairly. So of course, it's important to not only invest in the garment, but the story behind the company. So it's just, I would say important, just as important for the consumer to know how their clothes and where their clothes are made. Yeah, so how can we know that story then, Amanda? So I guess next time you're shopping, do your research. Pay close attention to how the brands are using the term transparency. So they may say they're sustainable or put the term sustainable on their hang tag, but do a little digging. What does that really mean? 
there's an app called Good On You, and it is one of the most valuable apps that consumers can use. And it really digs into all these brands and to really get the nitty gritty details as far as how sustainable they truly are. Are they taking initiatives that are fabric focused? Are they using fibers that are better for the environment? How are they disposing of garments, things of that nature? So I'd always recommend do a little bit of research and digging and just know that the impact of your purchase is powerful. And there are small steps that you can take to have a more sustainable, I guess, uh, wardrobe that you can yeah. utilize every day, especially with professional women. We're on the go. We're in and out of meetings. We're running to soul cycle. We're doing everything. And you want to know that you feel good. You're rocking gear that's made to last and it'll carry on through years to come. Yeah. So basically what I hear you say is invest now so you don't have to pay for it later. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can y'all kind of walk us through what your process is like at Excel lifestyle with the, the history of a garment? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now when you say the history of a garment, you mean like actually how it's made like the process? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a bit, so let's see. Um, the trade secret science, okay, so the fabric's made on the East Coast, and the trade secret science that's woven into the fabric that inhibits the bacteria is made on the East Coast, so we order that. Then we ship that, and we order our Supima cotton, and we order our polyester, and we ship it to our knitter, and the knitter is the factory that actually makes the fabric on the East Coast. After that's made, it's then sent to a dye house. And the really interesting thing is people have said to us, you know, we just launched in August 2019. People are like, you know, we love you guys launched with black and white because they're two of the most popular colors, but we wish you had some, you know, when are you guys going to put more color into your, into your apparel line? Well, the interesting thing is because our fabric is so special, it actually takes a special chemistry to dye it. So if, if I guess if, it, if a dyer just literally took like a turquoise regular dye that they normally use and dyed our fabric, it would kind of have a striped effect because all the different fibers would pick up that turquoise differently. So we even have to like perfect the chemistry of the color. So everything takes time. And as Amanda said in the beginning, we're a team of two. So uh, we're, we're figuring it out. So after the fabric's made, it is then shipped to California that's the factory we chose called the Cut and Sew uh, that actually makes our clothes. And we're super fortunate and blessed. They sew for a lot of big companies. Um, so both our knitter on the East Coast and our Cut and Sew on the West Coast are huge, established, well-known factories that we kind of just strong-armed our way into <laughs> and uh, told them that we're bringing this Excel lifestyle worldwide. And we're very fortunate that they wanted to, to help us out. So the clothes are made in uh, California, the tags are added, and then everything is shipped here to our warehouse uh, where we basically put it on the shelves and we ship out from uh, Houston, which is our, our warehouses, the next day. So that's kind of the short of it. Um, and then even our packaging, I mean, everything, every detail of the company, there's either doing the right thing or not the right thing. And we always try to do what's the right thing. So as you know, as an Excel Lifestyle awesome community member, <laughs> when you order Excel Lifestyle, there's zero plastic in the shipping. So a lot of times now, or most times when you order clothes online from other companies, they'll put their garment in a plastic bag and then, you know, wrap it up and ship it to you. We have zero plastic shipping. Wow. You know, I didn't even think about that when I got my shirt the other week. 
but because I'm so used to it, but I hate it when I, like I ordered this, um, underwear recently and I got it in and it was just like every single pair was wrapped in a plastic. That was like, Oh my gosh, all this waste. But I, yeah, I didn't even think about that one. Y'all that's so true. But I, I love hearing the process of how you guys are doing it because we don't get to ask these questions to, you know, like brands at target or old Navy and all those places, which we, we would probably guess that their process isn't as clean by any means as y'all's. Um, so on that note, what are some of those brands out there that are doing fashion in a fast way where some of the things, um, some of their morals, I guess, would be compromised? Well, let's put it this way. We don't like to uh, blast out companies that are kind of like operating in a fast fashion way. I mean, we kind of all know who they are. Um, But we can say the big ones that are in the kind of the media right now, um, you can, you know, you can see on the documentary True Cost. I know they list some of them. But some of the big ones that we see in the media, and I'm just like stating facts are like H&M, for example. And and, you know, forever 21. And I will say one thing that's great that they're doing and they've had to do it because we're now, you know, the community and we're all just more educated and you get all the information at the tip of your fingers. They're feeling the pressure. They have lost substantial revenue because people aren't buying their clothes because they're learning about the conditions they're made. So the funny thing is those kind of companies are putting these initiatives out like, oh, and I'm just, you know, but oh, by 2025, we're going to use, you know, zero plastic or, oh, by 2026, we're going to use more, you know, earth-friendly, environmentally friendly material. Well, the funny thing is Amanda and I always laugh. We're like, we're a company of two and we use like 100% of environmentally friendly material and packaging. So if we can do it, you large, fast fashion companies, uh, you guys don't have to wait till 2025. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. And True Cross, the documentary, I haven't heard about that. I can't wait to watch. And this good on you app sounds like a great resource too, to see kind of a little bit behind the scenes of what's going on with these companies, right? Absolutely. You got it. Yeah. Okay. It's on Netflix. And then I think Emily uh, Watson, the, the actress, she's a huge sustainable fashion uh, advocate and she is part of the good on you app as well. Oh, how cool. How awesome. And then one other resource, have you seen uh, Hassan, I, and I could very well be pronouncing this incorrectly, Hassan. Minan's uh, Netflix show. No, it's absolutely amazing, and he has an entire episode ded- dedicated to fast fashion. Oh, I can't wait to watch. That's awesome. So many great resources. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Well, as I was telling y'all before we got on this interview, I purchased a shirt just a few weeks ago, and I got to wear it yesterday to go to yoga. And I swear, I'm not just saying this because y'all are here on the interview with me, but I am obsessed. Um, not only did the fit was perfect, which is so hard for me to find good shirts, but I love the cut of it. And just knowing that it's not going to be filled with bacteria, puts so much peace of mind that I cannot wait to order more shirts. Um, but, and I, I just want to tell y'all that, that you guys are doing something really cool because I am someone too, who is going to like the Lululemon kind of place. Right. And I can tell you the quality of y'all shirts is even better. And knowing that it's made in a really great way, just puts so much peace of mind. So thank you for everything you're doing in the world. And please share with us how everyone else can go find your amazing products. 
I mean, girl, before we even dive into that, thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for your support. We love it. Amanda and I are sitting over here like smiling. We're giving you a huge virtual hug. Um, Yeah. And so Amanda, she'll share with where you can find uh, Excel Lifestyle. So our website is www.excel, that's A-C-C-E-L, lifestyle, L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E.com. We have gear for men and women. So if you want to get something for your boo thing or any other guy in your life, and actually the t-shirts, we wear them ourselves time and a knot. They're unisex. So please check us out and let us know what y'all think. We'd love to know. We'd love to have you follow us on Instagram. Um, it's literally just Excel Lifestyle. And then also we have an events page on our website. So Amanda and I are based out of Houston and we're like the pop-up queens. We do like at least five pop-ups a week. We're always hosting fitness events and charity events here in Houston, fun, fashionable activities. So follow us on our website, uh, come up, say hello, and we'd love to meet everybody. Oh, so awesome. And I think I knew that y'all were in Houston, but you just reiterated it and I'm in Dallas. So I can't wait to meet y'all in person soon and go down to Houston maybe and meet up. I'd love uh, to give you a big hug 100%. in person. We actually were just talking yesterday about we're expanding our pop-up locations. We're working on one in Rhode Island where I'm from and one in Chicago. And we were just talking about Dallas yesterday because Amanda and I have a bunch of friends. So um, we'll be hitting you up after this podcast. Of Yay. Yeah, I would love it. Love it. Love it. Well, the last thing I want to kind of touch on and pick your brain at is if somebody is saying after listening to this, or maybe they've just already been inspired to start to make the changes to living in a more sustainable fashion industry or buying more sustainable fashion, what are three ways they can start making those steps to doing that? Obviously buying your shirts, right? And investing there for their workout wear, but what else can they do? I would say the first thing, which is so easy, is look at the tag. So legally require a legal requirement is you have to put where the garment was made on a tag. And if you read the tag and it kind of gives you a queasy feeling in your stomach, maybe it's a third world country, ask yourself, do I really need this product? Um, Do I really need this, you know, cute t-shirt that the origin of it's where it was made kind of makes me feel funny. Um, Second step is I would go on the good on you app. I'll tell I kind of ran across it a couple years ago and they actually outline things. So if you're looking for a t-shirt, if you're looking for jeans, if you're looking for activewear, they have all these companies that are ranked in five different categories and they're all, you know, incredible companies and they tell the story and they literally, you know, basically spell out what that company is doing for both humanity and the environment. And I guess I would say the third what let me see what, what would you say a third thing would be Amanda? Third one would be go through your closet. Nice. See, when was the last time I wore this? Does it really need to be in my closet right now? And there are so many creative ways of what you can do with that garment in the afterlife. You could repurpose it. Um, For instance, jean jackets. Maybe you're not wearing it now. Throw on an iron-on patch. Spice it up. Have some fun. That T-shirt, cut it up. Tie it in a knot. You know, it's still cute. Yeah. So utilize maybe some of the fast fashion that we already have to its maximum potential, but then repurpose our closet with this sustainable fashion, right? Exactly. And then swap with friends. Like Amanda and I swap clothes with friends. I mean, if, there, if 
Amanda's bored of wearing three shirts. I'm like, hey, boo, give them to me. I'll wear them. And then same thing, I'll give her some of my clothes because all of a sudden it's like new clothes for your wardrobe, but no one's spending any money. You're not contributing to you know buying more fast fashion. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to get on today and to teach us about this as we're such newbies, most of us. I cannot thank you enough and I hope everyone goes out and support to excel lifestyle and buy something to thank them for their time today and really invest. It is going to be an investment up front, but I can tell you just firsthand already, I can tell a difference in that shirt and I cannot wait to buy more. So thank you all again so much for being here. Thank you so much, Lindsay. We are beyond appreciative and we think you're absolutely incredible. Thank you, Lindsay. Love that you're promoting sustainability, especially in the new year. We're all trying to you know, just improve our lives a little, you know, a little bit more than yesterday. So thank you. Thank you. We're so excited to meet you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Become an Unstoppable Woman. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you get new episodes every Monday. And I'd love it if you left a review for the show too, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. If you want even more from the show, come join the conversation online in my community. Each week we break down the episode and you have a private space to ask your questions. To join, go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash community. And if you feel like you're really ready to change your life, let's work together in my coaching programs. I have a free assessment that's the first step to seeing if we're a good fit. Just go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash assessment to take it now. Thanks again for tuning into the show today. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll see you next time. But until we meet again, remember my friend, you're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.